and welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth. I'm Bryce Coon alongside Trey Harris here, the former Missouri Tiger and now current Atlanta Brave playing with the Rome Braves here in, in Rome, Georgia. It's nice to have you on the show today, man. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we're going to get started here talking a little bit about we're here at Jefferson's in Rome, Georgia, and um, Trey's here with the Rome Braves. It's been kind of a whirlwind your past three months getting drafted, now playing professional baseball. Um, but talk about where you started. You're playing in Atlanta. Um, what was it like growing up and did you ever dream of one day where you are now? Um, from probably ninth grade when baseball got serious, I really decided that like this is what I want to do. I uh, went to McEachern High School, decided not to play football. And uh, a lot of people are a little upset about that because McEachern football is like everything. Um, but in ninth, tenth grade, I, I kind of made a decision that like I'm going to try to go all in on this and see what happens. Um, ninth grade, I didn't make the East Cobb Astro number one team and it kind of woke me up to like work harder and do a little bit more and it seemed like a switch kind of flipped for me. And uh, when I turned 16 and the recruiting process started for me, it was it seemed to all fall in place like it should. Um, it was a lot of fun playing baseball growing up. This has always been the dream to make it. Um, even from the very beginning in kindergarten, I didn't want to be a fireman or a police officer. I wanted to play baseball for forever. Um, my dad's a football guy. My mom loves softball, and I was a big mama's boy. So baseball was always always the thing. Um, my dad slowly migrated into loving baseball just as much as I have, but it's been a fun journey and it just seems to happen so fast, but it's been really fun. And one thing a lot of people who are not from the state of Georgia know, high school baseball in Georgia is very competitive. And obviously at a big school like you were, talk about the challenges and the, the talent that you're facing week in and week out playing high school baseball in Georgia. Well, I would just say my senior year, my junior year, there was you know, a guy going to Bandy, I was going to Mizzou. Jared was going to Kennesaw State. We had guys going to um, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and these are all just in our six-team region. So uh, just to kind of give you an idea how good the baseball was. And at the time, it was just normal. You know, like we're used to always playing a guy that's committed to a big school. We're used to playing guys that are going to top JUCOs, things like that. But then you got to go to, I went to Mizzou and I realized like, wow, I was, we were, I was a part of a special thing down here where baseball is really important. I mean, to get 100 people to go to a high school baseball game is a pretty big deal. And I know my senior year, we had a couple games where we got a lot of people to come. Yeah, high school baseball is one of the best things to watch, one of the most purest forms of the game. Um, so you talk about you know the recruiting and how exciting playing on obviously East Cobb, one of the most well-known teams nationally yeah. in travel ball. Um, what was it like for you to get recruited and kind of realize that this dream was kind of starting to take uh, place? Is you know what made you want to go to Missouri as well? Um, first off, to, to get recruited was like man, I'm really getting recruited. It was eye-opening because my first school. My first visit was Clemson, and for me, like, you watch them on TV winning, yeah. you know, baseball games left and right. Like, everyone knew about Clemson, everyone knew about the purple and orange, so, like, for me, it was a big deal. I go to my first football game, it's against Virginia Tech, and I'm on the field, and they're running past me, and it's just like, wow, this is crazy, like, this is crazy. Like, at the time, I couldn't even drive yet, you know, and I'm already yeah. trying to figure out where I'm going to college, so. It was, um, it was a weird experience, and then probably a week before I was going to commit to Clemson, um, Mizzou, my uh, East Cobb coach told me about Mizzou, and he said I should reach out and see what they were offering, see what's going on out there. So I went out there on a visit, and I loved it. I loved every bit of it. felt like home, but they didn't love me as much as I loved them, and I didn't get an offer the very first time I went there. 
they made me go back to a camp in December and was like, yo, if you can prove to us that you're a good player, we'll offer you. And I, I worked my butt off for three or four months straight, like waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning, drive 40 minutes to just go hit and get better. And uh, ended up getting my, the offer I wanted, and I committed. I would have committed a week after that, but I wanted to do it in person. So my uh, recruiting coordinator at the time came down and saw me play, and I walked up right to him and said, I want to be a Tiger. And from there, it's been you know, a lot of fun. I've had a lot of great opportunities coming from being at Mizzou. I've learned a lot about myself. Of being far from home, uh, the weather's terrible out there. Not a fan of that at all. Um, anyone from Mizzou can't really like the weather, so um, it's it's nice. It's been a great experience so far. So you, you stay playing in Atlanta, kind of grew up there, and then you move almost across halfway across the country to go yeah. play in Missouri. You get to play some SEC games, you know, back here playing Georgia, Auburn, um, other teams around the area. But what was it like making that transition as a 18, 17, 18 year old having to move all the way home and now you're a student athlete? Well, it all happened fast. I graduated in May and then probably around June 30th, I was at Mizzou. And for me, it was different because I don't know if you don't realize how comfortable you are around the people that you're around. You know, like I've known all my friends from either eighth grade and above, some of my best friends, or some even fifth grade, you know. And for me, it was learning everyone and how they, you know, everything's just different in different places. Um, I had to learn how people operate, how people, you know, do they say yes ma'am, no ma'am, you know. In Missouri it was a world, it was like crazy that I said yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir. So like just adjusting to the little things and like not being able to just go home and like when I'm having tough days, like I had to deal with it, you know, I had to figure it out on my own and uh, be able to be a stronger person than I was when I left because I was 11 hours from home. This isn't a a trip back to the house for a little bit you yeah. know it was something that I had to deal with right then and there and I grew up so much from that first year being away from home. So you start your first year in Missouri um, playing behind a pretty good team. I mean, Missouri's a good team. SEC baseball has definitely seen a rise since you were in college um, especially this past season. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like is one of the biggest things you gained from your time in Missouri that's helped you become the player you are now to be able to get drafted? I think just overcoming adversity. Um, my sophomore year, I was told to quit baseball because he didn't. My coach at the time didn't think I was going to be good enough to make it anymore. And at that point, you just have to make a decision: like, are you going to, you know, fall into the pattern that they think you're going to be, or are you going to try to do something different? Um, that year, I hit 210 with one home run. You know, so at some point, I had to make a decision: like, if this is really for me, I have to go ahead and be all in. Um, and at that point, I had to understand what to do. So adversity was a big thing for me. Um, uh, this past year, uh, I just ha I went through some things where I wasn't allowed to be around the baseball team for two months. You know, just trying to learn myself and how to be a leader and how to do the things the right way. And I think you know, learning from the adversity, understanding what uh, to do on a day-to-day -day basis to be a good person on and off the field. That's kind of what I learned up there. You know, um, I was challenged every day to be better and. It was up to me to decide if I was going to, you know, combat that the entire time or actually try to grow and be a better person. So I learned how to just handle adversity on the day-to-day. -day. Baseball was, was the fun part, and it seemed to be the easy part. But the off the field and learning how to be just a good person was something that I had to adjust to. Once again, here we're at Jefferson's in Rome, Georgia, with Trey Harris. And, Trey, the next question I ask you is, you know, you get into your junior or senior season in Missouri, probably – some of the best years you've had at Missouri. I mean, your senior season, you definitely kind of took off and got noticed by uh, scouts. Uh, what was it like once you kind of started getting the feeling of, you know, 
want to get drafted, I want to play the next level, and having to play in front of those scouts, what kind of pressure is a collegiate player under in those circumstances? I think junior year I definitely had a, a lot more pressure because my sophomore year was so bad, so I felt like I had to prove every time I went up to hit, you know, what can I do to, you know, let them forget about sophomore year. Um, honestly, senior year was the most fun I've had playing baseball because I just decided that, like, whatever happens, God's got it, you know? Like, you know, like, no man, no person will ever take what God has planned for me. So if I just let him worry about it and I just have fun playing the game, do my part, you know, do my half, work hard in the cages, you know, be a good person, you know, play the game the right way, God will take care of the rest of it. So I just let him have it, and it was just the most fun I've had playing baseball. Yeah, there were hiccups. There were times where I was worried I wasn't doing enough, but I had the best year playing baseball this past year, honestly, because I let go of everything. Um, junior year was very pressure filled. I wanted to get drafted junior year and be done with, you know, college classes for a little bit. But like, like I was saying, God's plan is His plan. You don't really know what it is all the time. You just got to ride out with it. Um, when I didn't get drafted uh, junior year, you know, I had a week of feeling sorry for myself. And then everyone in my life challenged me, like, yo, go do it. Like, go do whatever you got to do to get ready for senior year. Because at the end of the day, get drafted or not, your senior year, you'll remember that forever. So I just try to make it memorable. Like, tried to have a lot of fun, and it worked out like it, like, like it would. Now, you talk about the first-year player draft in June, which happened just a couple months ago. A lot of people are familiar with the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Seven rounds. Uh, there's a lot of guys that go and draft it, but the Major League Baseball draft is completely different. A lot more rounds. Talk about the stress. We've talked with I've talked with some guys that went through the process of the NFL draft, and you know they get calls about, oh, you're going to be picked here, and that call never comes. For you personally, how did that work out in uh, the first year player draft? And what was the stresses like during that time in June? Uh, it was crazy. It was a lot going on. I was, if you asked me on the last day of the season, I was supposed to be a day two guy, which is rounds three through ten, and everyone I knew around me thought the same thing. And if you look it up, I went in the 32nd round, so it shows you how different things can change. You just got to wait. I mean, it's a waiting game. You feel like you're good enough. You know, you see guys come off the board that you know you're better than. Like, just in the competitive spirit, you just have to be real, you know. Like, I play better than this guy. I know yeah. I'm better. So it's just a matter of someone falling in love with you and your character and giving you a chance. So for me, the last day when I woke up and the draft started and we're at round 12 and I'm like, all right, cool, it'll happen soon. I'm getting texts like, hey, Trey, you're coming off the board soon. Like, you'll, you'll be there, you'll be there. And um, then it trickled around 20 and then before I knew it, I had a sweatshirt on, just trying to walk around the house, stay busy. Then around 25, around, I, my hoodie's up, you know, I'm sitting in the room watching a movie, just trying to stay busy. And then around 30, I was just like, I was like, yo, let's go out to eat. Let's go do something. Yeah. And then my dad was like, no, just wait a little bit. Like, you'll just stay here. We'll go get some food. And then whatever happens, happens. And probably five minutes after he walked out of the door, I got drafted. And it just seemed to be, uh, I always had this dream that I would cry and go hug my mom. And like, I was so happy that I had no emotion. Like inside, I was just jumping so, you know, so all over the place that I had no emotion. I was just sitting there smiling like, Dad, I got drafted. Like, I'm playing, and then the next day I signed at SunTrust Park. I'm in Atlanta Brave, like 20 minutes from the house. Yeah. And the next day I'm down in Orlando, Florida, playing baseball. So it happened fast. It's a crazy experience, and everyone who says like, "Don't worry about it, it'll happen," they never went through it. Like, it's, <laughs> you worry about every single pick. You're scrolling, refreshing everything, trying to figure out what's going on, listening to every pick because that's your dream. Like to think about like. It takes 30 seconds for your dream to be right there and to have be picked and know you have a chance, that's nerve-wracking. Like anyone who's worked hard enough for something, 
knows that when it's so close, that's the worst part. The, you know, like you can train for a big event. The week before that event is always the worst part because you're just so excited. You're like, this is what I've been, you know, working for. You talked about SunTrust Park being 20 minutes away. What does it mean to you to be drafted by the hometown team, Atlanta Braves? It's, it's meant the world. It's been a blessing for me. You know, it seems like going far away, I had to figure out myself, and now I'm close to home, and I'm able to handle, you know, the type of love that I'm getting from back home. I mean, I've had best friends come to games. I've been able to drive home and take my best friends out to eat, and you know, be able to pay for their breakfast for you know, just dealing with me for the past eight years. You know, like yeah. they deserve all the recognition, like. I always tell people, like my grandma was here last week, I said, Grandma, you can tell everyone you want to about it. You know, you can gloat, be cocky, do all that for me, you know, because you deserve it just as much as I do, because it's got to be nerve-wracking, you know. For me, playing, it's not really that I'm not nervous a lot. I just play baseball, and uh, whatever happens, happens. But for my family and my friends, like, that has to be nerve-wracking to sit through a TV and hope for the best, and you just really never know. Um, so it's been a blessing for me, and I've been so lucky to be close to home. I get to, even tomorrow, I'm going home and hanging out with my dog and doing stuff like that, and it's just been a blessing so far. And obviously, the Braves have the luxury of having all the teams really close to, I mean, around. I mean, the farthest team you got away is Mississippi, maybe down in Florida, which is the next level high A, and then you, know, you continue to go. It's um, in Gwinnett. I mean, that's right in your backyard. So as you can, have now made the jump in the past two months, you have this whirlwind of now it's um, the draft. I mean, you get done with the SEC tournament, uh, conference play, all this stuff, and you're a college guy taking classes. Now you're, you're done. It's baseball is the sole focus. What is one of the biggest differences uh, between, and we talked about this right before the show, um, having those D1 facilities, having these nice facilities, and coming to Rome, which great facilities, and the Braves do a great organization. I'm sure you're aware of that, but uh, what is it like just to jump in different talent-wise? I think, if anything, it's more how you go about your business at this level. Um, it's honestly on you. You know, in college, there's a lot of stuff that you have to do. You have to, you know, do study hall. You have to go to class every day. You have to hit extra in the cage just to show the coaches you're doing something. You have to do a lot of stuff that just has nothing to do with baseball. And right now, you get to focus on baseball. You can do your own specific routine, and no one's going to tell you what you're doing is wrong or go against the methods that they're teaching. You know, it's just it's about playing baseball. It's about playing the game hard. Um, in the baseball world, we like to call it eyewash. There's no eyewash. It's strictly like, are you performing on the field for us right now? Um, and when you're performing on the field and you're being a good person, then everything works out like it should. The talent level, every day on a, a team, I, I look at other people and see their, their bats and see how their swing works. And you're just like, wow, this guy hits the ball really, really hard. And uh, this guy, you know, plays the game the right way. This guy has range in the outfield, you know? so. Just kind of adjusting, but then also realizing that like, there's people also doing that to you. Like you have to understand that if you're at this level, you can play too, and you can't get um, so caught up in like what round this guy was in, who this guy is, what his numbers are. You just kind of have to worry about you um, and worry about winning. If you worry about winning, the rest will work out like it should. But the talent level is. I think at this level, um, it's a little bit better than the SEC top to bottom. I think the SEC has great players. You know, there's first rounders every weekend, but one through nine, you're playing with guys who excelled in college. Like, they were really good. They were the three-hole hitters. Um, or you're playing with Latin guys who've been playing baseball since they were 15 at this level. And 
You know, they've been three years, so they understand how to, you know, everything works. So if you were to put the nine that we have right now in a lineup against a college team with metal bats in our hand, we'd, we'd, we'd have a lot of fun. So I just think it's just the talent level and the consistency within the level is really high. Every day you have to face a guy throwing 95, 96. And my first weekend here, it was like, oh, my God, how am I ever going to get a hit? And then. I faced it the other day, and it seemed like it all slowed down for me. It seemed to really level out, and it's been exciting. As we wrap up here, I ask you a couple of softball questions. Not not too hard right here. Um, college football starts this weekend. Obviously, you're a Mizzou guy. Uh, how do you feel about Mizzou? We talked a little bit about it before, but how do you feel about Mizzou this year and how they'll, how they'll do? Uh, my prediction is 9-3. and three. I think Alabama and Georgia are teams that are just really good right now. They're playing at a high level. They have two great coaches. Um, but I think Mizzou can go 9-3. and three. I expect a hiccup because everyone has a hiccup with yep. football. It's just such a long season. But we have a great quarterback. Our entire offensive line is back. we got all our weapons on the outside except Jamon. The defense is returning. We've got great linebackers there. Um, I am biased because they're all really good friends of mine. Like, I'm a big fan of all of them, and I hope they excel. But I think they're going to have a good year. I think they're going to shock people, and then after a while, people will jump on the bandwagon. There you so, go. Yeah. Um, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling nine and three. We go to a really nice bowl, hopefully a Chick-fil-A bowl, so I can come and yeah, watch. Yeah, not, not, too, not too far away. Exactly, there you go. exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to see those guys be able to put it together because I know it's not a lack of effort, you know. Yeah. You know, just sometimes playing in the SEC, you just run it's across grueling. some – Buzzsaws like playing Alabama and Tuscaloosa is going to be tough. Like, yeah. do I think they're going to play terrible? No, I just think that Alabama and Tuscaloosa for anyone is a tough is a tough place to play. Yeah. And I think you know those are my guys, and I'm really excited to see them. Play. Mm -hmm. And as uh, the Rome Braves now, a lot of people know won the first half, and how single A works. The first half winner is going to play the second half winner. And, you know, it's your last home stand of the season. Um, barring that last home playoff game. How do you feel about this team heading into the playoffs? I'm excited. I think we just put it together. I think a lot of guys don't really know each other yet, and yeah. we're still trying to figure it out. Some guys are coming off their cold time, and some guys are getting on their hot time. So if we all just kind of come together at the right time and pick each other up, we'll be fine. I mean, it's definitely our pitching always competes. Our pitching always has a chance. If we can hit, we'll, we'll make a run like we want to. Um, we just have to, you know, play good baseball. I think at any level, if you play clean baseball, you always have a chance, you know. If you make the other team earn every run they get, you'll have a chance. So I'm just really excited to just keep playing. It seems like just yesterday they're like, oh, we got 20 games left, and now we're down to five regular season, I guess, and a couple playoff games, you know. You just never know. So just trying to keep playing hard, keep doing my thing. Well, definitely. Thanks for coming on the show today. We want to thank everyone for watching. That's uh, Missouri fans. I'm sure your family, you know, you're a family guy, and so you're nice to be close to home oh, here, man. about an hour and a half away. Oh, for sure. My mom, dad get to come to a lot of games. A lot of friends get to come to a lot of games. And the way the MILB TV and the MILB app, my friends at school get to keep up. So I've got a great, I've got a great group of people, you know. I'm in a group text with some of my best friends, and I just enjoy being in it every day, you know. I think being away from school, you're grateful for the people that are in your life that mean the world to you. Uh, the four guys in my group text is going to be hard to pick a best man from that group, you know. <laughs> so, like, for me, I'm just enjoying, like, being able to, you know, see them be proud of me because they, like I said, like, they've had to deal with all the ups and downs, like, behind the scenes, and uh, they get to see this this come to, to profession for them. So it's nice. Well, thanks for coming on the show once again. Trey Harris here with the Rome Braves, former Mizzou alum. And uh, from the Atlanta area, thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.